De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host, Doug Bell, and today we're going to be talking about how fractional CMOs can help businesses. Joining us is Sheila Clefcorn, who is the CEO of KEO Marketing, which is a full-service B2B marketing agency that is committed to developing marketing strategies and plans that help clients succeed. So far this week, Sheila and I have talked about scaling companies with fractional CMOs. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about finding senior level marketing resources. Okay, here's my conversation with Sheila Clefhorn, the CEO at KEO Marketing. Sheila, welcome back to the podcast. Great, Doug. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I tell you what, great conversation yesterday. Thank you so much. I feel like you know definitions are sometimes lost on folks. They just make assumptions. They hear a term. I heard fractional CMO initially, and I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Do we take marketing and pancakes spread it across an organization and let the poor CRO and CEO and COO deal with it? So thanks for helping us there. Our topic today really is to understand how to bring on those senior marketing resources that quite often are the gap between organizations' ability to grow at a pace or to really explode, get explosive growth, whatever that is, higher profitability, higher scale, whatever those things you're looking for. Quite often, it comes down to people like you and I. We're the heroes riding in, right, on the horse at the last minute to help out. So but let's start with an understanding of what we mean. What does it mean to be senior level? Does that mean that I'm just really, I've got 60 years experience and I can't hear what you're saying? Or is there really a way of saying defining what senior level equals? What I mean by senior level marketing talent is a combination of experience and specialization. So they are typically people who have subject matter expertise and certifications to go with it, along with enough years of experience that they've done enough different kinds of campaigns to be successful. And so what happens, especially these days in marketing, that people tend to jump jobs quite frequently as a way to increase pay or or what have you. And it's often hard to find consistency in people to bring on. So in our agency, we offer fractional CMO services plus senior level talent that can be plugged into an existing company to fill those gaps. Because if you're not thinking about having specialists who are deeply experienced in the things you want to do, you're not going to scale as fast. You need people who've done all kinds of advertising. They've done programmatic advertising. They've done pay-per-click advertising. They've done social advertising. And that they understand not just how to manage clicks, but they understand at a senior level, what does that content need to be about? What's actually going to convert? And can they react adequately when the algorithms change because they change every day? 
And so what a lot of smaller or mid-market companies will try to do is they'll have a generalist who's responsible for advertising and email marketing and social media, all of those things, which I would argue today is very difficult to do, to be excellent at all three of those subject matter areas at the same time. They may be good at generally deciding what kinds of content should happen, but will they know how to handle cold outbound emails at the same time that they can manage Google's AI algorithm for ads? They probably can't. Really talking about how do we hire expertise at the end of the day, right? How do we hire very focused folks who, as you said, they're subject matter experts, but they've also been through the stuff, right? They've, they've had the campaigns that have failed, right? They've had the campaigns that worked and they didn't understand what they worked and they were able to back into them, right? So those folks that have been there, done that, that really the ability to, you know, to effectively say I can handle it. If I can't handle it, I have the tools to figure out how I can at the end of the day. Right. Well, and companies have experienced mass, a massive swing in the change of how to hire marketing talent. Eight months ago, nine months ago, candidates were in the driver's seat. You maybe got a handful of candidates and you were going to need to pay them 40% more than you were going to pay them the year before. Recently, it's switched in the other direction and companies are now starting to get lots more applicants for their roles. But if you're not asking questions about what is that person's experience, what kinds of campaigns, how did they take the strategy to the messaging to the implementation of these campaigns and for one of the last roles that I hired for, we had almost 900 applicants for an, a senior email marketing position. So you've got a lot to wade through. And so thinking about senior level people, you need to ask yourself three things. Can they do the strategy? Are they certified enough that they've hit a threshold of being of actually having the experience, understanding how all these various platforms work? And have they experienced failures before and what? how would they handle those things? That's what differentiates a high potential person from a senior person. I have to say, there's a reason my hair is gray, right? Uh, 20 years experience. I've been in SaaS since before it was called SaaS, right? It was called ASP at one point. Right. Gosh, it just showed my age. And I will say that this pendulum swings back and forth, back and forth. And, and I'm, I'm referring probably to two, one that drives the other. The first is the economy. It's been interesting because I'll tell you that it feels like these swings are much longer. You know, so we have this really big boom period and we kind of go back to these shorter recessions over time, which is a good sign of health of the economy, but inevitably you're going back and forth. And then the other thing I'm seeing is just this ability to locate and bring on talent. Again, swinging back, when you nailed it, nine months ago, hiring, my gosh, so hard to find exactly the people we were talking about. And when you did find them, you were really paying a premium to bring them on board. And you were glad to pay the premium. Now it's swinging back a little bit, right? We're seeing the layoffs in tech. B2B SaaS is definitely impacted. There's more talent on the street. But to be an effective leader, as I'm speaking to our audience who is full of these folks who have to manage this over time, these swings, you really, I think, have to have an effective strategy of talent acquisition and actually keeping those folks on board. And I feel really what we're talking about here is how do I use agencies and how do I develop talent in the meantime to really help myself scale? And it feels like we're in one of these moments right now where agencies can do two things well for us. They can help us find those senior leaders you're talking about, those amazing people who really get things done. And they can help us, frankly, bridge those talent gaps over time. 
How do you kind of feel about that bridging strategy currently, meaning how organizations should lean into the ability to go get these senior people? Because guess what? Either a bit cheaper right now, and maybe it's a little bit easier to go with an agency as opposed to running out and trying to find that senior person, even with 800 applications. Yeah, I mean, leveraging agencies for senior level talent can be great if the agencies have those senior level people. So we were talking about, you know, generations and I'm Gen X too, and there's fewer of us that have significantly more experience. You may just have a hard time finding folks like that. And so agencies would allow you to have those folks on a part-time basis too. I think there's so much pressure in this economy to do well and to move fast that hiring senior people in-house with a long ramp time, a lot of companies just don't have the time to do it. And they want to, you know, as we say in tech, <laughs> fail fast and keep moving. And that's expensive when you have full-time people. At the same time, you do need some full-time people to connect to the organization and expand the team. But outsourcing is a great way with senior level people combined with what whichever senior level people you have or, or even high potential people that you have to fill out your dream team. I used to hear from Peter Diamandis and he would say, he came up with the X prize, for example, and he said, you know, chances are your very best employees are working for someone else. How would you get them? And he came up with this model of having these prizes to solve some of the world's largest challenges. I think about the same thing with marketing talent. What if your best people were somewhere else or at an agency? How could you get them on a more creative basis so that you could have the impact that you really want to have? And I think in the future, that's really what's going to make the difference is if you don't hold yourself in a box for how you hire, but that you're creative about thinking, how do I get the right outcomes, the right attributes in a, in a new hire more so than having a person in my office 40 hours a week. You know what? I feel like I've got this interesting opportunity here, Sheila, because you work across so many different SaaS organizations and you get insights into these organizations that other CMOs like me don't have, right? I, I'm getting a view into a single organization over several years. I go to another organization. I have the luxury of talking to lots of smart people like you. And that's where I tend to pick up on these trends over time. I talk to six, seven people a week who are in different companies. And I have to say, one of the things I've been seeing and hearing from my guests is, really, there are too many SaaS companies. I, I, could, I could get into why, but I'll, I'll give you just a few causal factors. And then I want to talk about what you think is going to happen next. Causal factors. One, cheap capital. Lots and lots of cheap capital, right? One. Two, startup costs are really low, right? You've got <laughs> AWS as an example. I mean, how many startups are you know, living off the back of, frankly, cheap cloud services? And then there's just been this proliferation of great product talent and engineering talent globally that'll help you start up. And quite often, those folks are in lower cost countries. So your startup costs are very low. Calcutta, mainland Philippines, lots of incredibly talented folks. So guess what? Lots of SaaS organizations. And now the pressure is on because guess what? There's so many SaaS organizations, brand new categories. We'll have four or five companies in a matter of a couple of years. Where do you think are, things are heading with SaaS? And I, I don't need to be doom and gloom here, but I feel like there's a shakeout coming up. Yeah, I think there's some saturation in some industries as it relates to SaaS platforms for those industries. Like, for example, in real estate, there didn't used to be very many SaaS platforms in real estate. And now there seems to be a, a platform for everything. In fact, we did some work for 
a whole SaaS platform that just did single sign-on. Like they were sold for a crazy amount of money and all they did was single sign-on. So there are lots of industries where it's starting to get more saturated. And I think it's true of all industries as they mature. And we live in an age when software is the way to deliver most business. And so there are other industries where I see companies carving out new niches about things that never happened before. So I think if you are in SaaS, you need to think about what does an industry need and how can you fulfill an area that isn't yet mature? Like, I think people would be crazy to come up with a new CRM right now, like Salesforce, HubSpot, you know, there's, there's thousands of CRMs out there. But I have the pleasure to know of quite a few different pieces of software out there that are really doing incredibly cool things. And their marketing challenge is they don't have something like it to pin to when they try to describe what they do. And they're much earlier on in the process. So I, I just think it depends on where you are. And that's one of the coolest things about being in and around this space is there's lots of opportunities if you focus on what customers need as opposed to what engineers want to build. Well, I wish we had more time. I really do, Sheila. I think that's such an insightful answer. It's my next question would have been, what's the impact going to be of AI and chat GPS as an example? That is a whole different episode. And I have to tell you folks, if you've not checked out any of the AI, especially chat GPS, check it out now. Talk about productivity curveball for future fractional CMOs. Really enjoyed having you on the show today, Sheila. Oh, thank you, Doug. Really appreciated being on the show. Really enjoyed our conversation. You asked great questions. Really a pleasure to be here. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Sheila Clefcorn, CEO of KEO Marketing, for joining us. If you would like to contact or learn more about Sheila, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact her on Twitter where her handle is S-K-L-O-E-F-K-O-R-N, or visit her company website at keomarketing.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGen Pod, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sorry, no TikTok yet. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.